Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. It is Friday here. It is sunny. The weather is beautiful again. We missed the sun in San Diego. So this episode is a very special one because it is the one where I talk all about becoming a debt-free woman. Those words feel so good coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Something I've been waiting to be able to say for many, many, many years. So I want to talk about the decision of how I became a debt-free woman, how there was attachment versus authenticity involved, how there was fear involved, how there was scarcity and money wounds involved. And we're going to dive into all the things. So let's ground by just taking a few deep breaths. So hands on chest, closing your eyes, breathing all the way in and release. One more. Just noticing how your breath is feeling and settling into the present moment. So for those of you that don't know, my mom passed away May 27th, 2019. And at this time she had left me some money and I hadn't touched it in years since she, she passed. And I knew that this money was going to be used in a very intentional way. So in the past, when I had debt, credit card debt, car loan, um, you know, student loan debt, but like literally I'm not counting that. <laughs> I think that's just going to be gone one day. I think it should be gone one day. The president, the fairy, someone, someone is going to take care of that. So I knew that when I had this debt, there was the thought that came up of, should I use my mom's money? I had talked this over with a few different people that, you know, I trust and, you know, there was some concern around the tax that I would have to pay on it. If I took it out, there was concern about, you know, not leaving myself any safety net, you know, cause I'm still relatively new in business. And there was just some overall concern of, you know, well, if I use that, am I just going to get back into debt and create more of the debt cycle and not get out of it? So I decided at the time not to use my mom's money. So I just kind of left it there. It was an investment account. So it was just, you know, the market goes up and down and up and down. So as the years continue, I'm like, okay, I really want to show myself that I can break this debt cycle and use income from my business to eventually pay off my debt. I'd been incredibly inspired by stories from two of my main mentors, Amanda Francis, who I've um, looked up to for many years now. She is a money guru and also a former therapist. And she has this beautiful chapter in her book all about debt. And I would listen to this chapter. I read the book and then my mentor assigned me to listen to the actual audio of this chapter over and over and over again, because 
The chapter is all about how we are conditioned to believe that debt is bad, that debt means something about us. And so I've done a lot of work to really recondition my nervous system, my mindset, my core beliefs that having this debt didn't mean anything about me other than two things. One, I am learning how to develop a new relationship with money and break generational cycles of trauma around money. And the second would be that I'm using debt partially intentionally to fuel my business, to fuel my healing. I share the story a lot of when I first hired my coach, I didn't have the money for her. So I put it on a credit card and I went into debt to start this healing work. And I mean, had you told me then what doing that would have ended up meaning for me, you know, two years later, my mind would have been blown because it was because of that investment that I was able to do this healing work on myself. And because I was able to do this healing work on myself, it shifted the entire way that I work with clients, my entire focus of my business. When I first started my business, I was fresh out of the therapy world. I had been doing DBT therapy. I'd been, you know, kind of using some other modalities, CBT, you know, just traditional talk therapy, goal setting, all of that. And it wasn't until healing my nervous system that I was like, oh my God, like this work is amazing and healing my anxious attachment and just like how much this has changed my life. And so I knew that I needed to start bringing this to my clients and it just shifted everything. And so now Rachel Kelly coaching is all about healing the nervous system, healing attachment, wounding, you know, expansion. I always knew that like creating our dream life was possible, but I didn't have the, you know, safety to, um, actually create the life that I needed to have or that I wanted to have. And so because of my decision to go in debt, it literally has led me to the most abundance. I've built a six figure business in less than two years. I mean, not just money abundance, but like the way I feel, I used to wake up chronically anxious. I used to not be able to experience a healthy relationship or a securely attached relationship because my inner child was running the show so activated, so alive, you know, this healing journey has literally led me to my greatest expansion. And that was the best debt that I ever went into for that. And so what happened over the years was that I used the debt continually in an intentional way, such as fueling my business and my healing, but I also used it in a non-intentional way. I had related to money through fantasy, through, um, you know, one day, you know, I'll have all the money to pay it off and like, just live in the present moment. And a lot of this was coming from my wounding around time. You know, I, I had my medical trauma when I was younger and it created this sense of urgency in me of like, oh my God, I almost died. And so I need to like get done everything I want to get done in life and live to the fullest. And it just sucked the joy out of everything. Right. Cause I was trying to control everything because my fear of missing out, my fear of being abandoned, my fear of being left behind was so strong in my body. And so it was really important for me to recognize how I was using money as a way to escape reality. It was safer for me to attach onto this fantasy of like, yeah, one day I'll pay it off. And I know that I'm born to be a wealthy woman without actually taking the daily action of moving the needle forward towards that, which feels terrifying. (laughs) So 
I had to really look at how am I relating to money? Where is scarcity showing up? Where are my ancestral and, you know, generational wounds showing up? And I had to really start shifting that. And so this debt was accumulating over years, especially since starting my business, because even though I was making more than I'd ever made, I also had the most expenses I had ever made. I used to barely have any expenses except for like rent. And that was it, rent and groceries. Now my expenses are like a whole laundry list. And part of that has been different investments that I've done for my business. And they were all in alignment. And so it was kind of this leap into faith of how can I continue taking my daily action and leaning into, you know, trusting that I can build what I want to build while also not relating to money anymore through fantasy. So as the debt was accumulating, there was more weight around it. There was more fear that crept up. And I realized that it was really blocking my ability to attract and receive abundance And so I did a lot of work, you know, between Amanda Francis's debt chapter and listening to that on repeat, re, you know, programming my subconscious to processing this deep fear of, you know, my expansion of if I launch these offers, is anyone going to buy them? Is anyone going to show up? Is anyone going to sign up? And really realizing that I wasn't fully believing in myself and that little me was feeling, she, she felt like she was never really taught or really understood how to believe in herself. And that's most of us, right? No matter how amazing our, you know, parents are, our childhoods are like, we all we're we're not in our society. Like doubting ourselves is more common than like someone coming out of the womb being like, yeah, I fully believe in myself. So I had to process the pain around not believing in myself And that shifted a lot. I started, you know, growing um, in my business and abundance started flowing in. And then I got to this new level of expansion, but my nervous system felt so terrified that I subconsciously self-sabotaged it a bit. I ended up going from holding so many different clients and offers and income to like energetically repelling some of it and allowing myself to get small because I didn't catch that my body was just feeling really scared at this new level, even though consciously it was what I always wanted. And so in this healing journey, you know, I realized that healing and expansion is a continual process that takes time. And at a certain point, you get to a point where you're not actively healing anymore. Sure. Stuff comes up, but you're, you know, you've processed the trauma, you process the pain out of your body. And now you're just learning to feel safe at newer levels of expansion. And so when I had self-sabotaged this level of expansion, then I wasn't able to afford my expenses and then my debt continued to grow and grow and grow. And it got to this point where the fear was so strong And no matter how much I tried to, you know, sit with it and move it through and come back to safety and lean into faith, it felt like it was this constant, you know, catch up cycle. Right. And I kept attaching onto this vision of like, but I need to be the one to do it. I don't want to reach for external saving. And after processing a lot of the ego that came up in that, my mentor and I came to a really profound realization that by me attaching onto this money, It was me attaching onto my mom. It was me attaching onto the last thing that she gave me as if, you know, that would be it, right? Once that's gone, there's no more money for her to 
you know, be there while I'm wedding dress shopping, or if I ever have kids one day or going out to our favorite tea place, like there was such grief wrapped up in this money that my ego saying, oh, I need to just pay it off all on my own, even though there's this money sitting there that could set me free and give myself a fresh start. It, um, it really, it was an avoidance of pain. And we have to look at how so much of our behaviors, our protectors, it's an avoidance of pain because me using this money to pay off my debt does not mean that I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own or, you know, just through my business. I know that I would get there one day and why struggle and suffer more than I need to, if this could be something that could catapult me into a next level of expansion and allow me to more fully believe in myself knowing that I wasn't going to have the safety net anymore. And so when I got to the root, I was able to process a lot more grief. I have been, you know, in this process of creating a grief course for probably two years. And I keep recording some of it and then re-recording some of it. And there has been a deep blockage around it. It has not kind of come through me naturally. And I think it was because I needed to actually go further in my own grief. And this money was something that brought up newer layers of the grief that felt so utterly painful and scary of like what that would mean if this money was gone. And it's not like I ever had a safety net before, right? I like never even had a savings account because I was always in debt. So <laughs> it's funny because when people like tell me like, oh my God, my savings is running. Low. I was like, you have a savings. That's a beautiful thing. Like I've never even had a saving. This was my first time even having like, a type of savings account. And so it felt safe, right? It felt safer to have that than to not have that. But it also was the worst money that I could ever receive. And there was so much attachment to that money because of what it represented, you know, receiving that check and that money in exchange for losing a parent, that's never the type of money you want. And so it was this conflicting thing of like, you know, I want to use the money intentionally and to support myself, but also, you know, like it, it felt like by me using it, it was like this further acceptance that she was really gone. And it was learning to deepen my relationship to her with faith and belief that, you know, just because the money's gone, doesn't mean that she's not here with me and not here in spirit and all the things. So I came to this clarity that it was time and after processing the grief and the ego and all the things that had come up, I had worked very closely with, um, you know, my support team to really make this happen. And it was a really big practice of authenticity versus attachment, which is a term that Gabor Mate talks a lot about of when we have, you know, when we take on other people's fear, right? Because if someone were to look at my situation and be like, oh my God, she exhausted the entire account and now there's no safety net. Like that's scary from someone that, you know, cares about me and wants me to be okay. And I had to be with my own fear and come back home to myself to realize that despite the fear, it was still in alignment to pay off my debt this way and to detach from this vision and the story of like coming on here and being like, yes, I did it in this particular way, right? It's like we, when we try and control things because of our attachments, because of our ego, because of our protectors, because of our avoidance of pain, 
we don't allow for things to happen more easily, more naturally and more meaningfully, right? The fact that I use my mom's money to pay off my debt is so meaningful to me because in a way, you know, this work that I've done has been about healing my relationship with her and my attachment wounding and my childhood trauma. And the fact that now she's kind of paid for that healing in a way and help helping set me free and in fueling my expansion, which also heals her and my grandma and all these generations before them. It's so beautiful. It's like one big full circle, but I wasn't able to see that before because of the strong avoidance of my grief and my pain. So, you know, when you are already feeling fear and then you have other people telling you all the reasons why it might not be good to do it, like it can feel terrifying, right? You can want to contract, you can want to get small, you can want to, you know, hide it and not even share it. Like there were so many points in this journey where I noticed myself wanting to get small, wanting to just trust whatever anyone else was saying instead of trusting myself. And that's been my biggest conditioning is not trusting my intuition and how scary that feels for me at times to not even be able to connect to my authenticity, let alone trust myself to act from that. So, you know, I invite you to look at how are you contracting? How are you getting small when other people are not approving of your decisions, when other people don't get it, when other people just have different viewpoints? And how are you trusting them more than yourself? And this is a continual practice for me every single day of you know, how can I honor what actually feels authentic to me and show little me that I'm safe to actually act from that place? Because that's my whole mission in my business and my life is like, I want people to feel safe, to live authentically, to trust themselves more than they trust others. And, you know, there's so many factors that have gone into my lack of trust in myself, you know, as the baby of the family you know, I would always seek other people's opinions. And that's something I've actively had to work on is like, why am I constantly running to others rather than coming home to myself? And, you know, knowing that not everyone will get it or not everyone will um, approve of these decisions that you make in your life to expand. But as long as it feels intentional and aligned and grounded and clear, that that's ultimately what matters. And that by you choosing you, you're going to show your nervous system that you're safe to choose you. That even when it feels utterly terrifying of like, am I going to lose people over this? Are people going to judge me? Like, you know, when I post on Instagram about how much debt I paid off, there was fear. There was shame of like, oh my God, are people going to judge how much debt I was in? Are people going to look at me differently? Are people going to, um, you know, not trust me to guide them anymore because of my own money ones. And then I, I hear those thoughts and I'm like, oh, that's so silly because my whole reason for being able to guide others is because I'm healing these things within myself. And the more that I share about that, the more we can release the stigma and the shame around it, right? Like I used to feel so ashamed about my debt. I made it mean stuff about me that I wasn't good with money, that I couldn't trust myself. And now I just realize that it doesn't have to mean anything at all. And we are safe to be with the shame when it comes up and the fear. And so I took the money out. I paid off my loans, my credit cards, my car loan, 
and I was still left with some in savings. This is the like first time I have a savings account. And I'm now actively working with my support team to be so intentional with money moving forward. Because no matter how much money you have, intentionality is everything. Whether you have $5 or $5 million, like intentionality is everything. I used to avoid looking at my bank accounts. I used to avoid and procrastinate and, you know, judge budgeting. And, you know, I used to have so many money wounds. And so being able to heal those and show myself that I can create a new relationship with money is just everything. It's literally everything. And it is so exciting. And it was such an emotional moment of paying that off and like taking a walk outside afterwards and just being like, I'm free, right? Because even if you have debt, it doesn't mean you can't be free. It doesn't mean it has to feel so weighted. I've shifted my relationship with debt so much where it no longer felt as weighted as it used to be, but it also felt silly to like make myself (laughs) suffer or delay something that could really be such a catalyst in my expansion and allowing my mom to support me in that and using that as a gift, as a really intentional, precious gift. So with that being said, you know, looking at your own relationship with debt, with money, with understanding that even if you have debt, it doesn't have to feel weighted. And you also don't have to land on the opposite extreme of this like hyper independence. Cause that's a trauma response, like allowing your ego to take over when there could be things to make your life more easeful, whether that's, you know, a budget or, um, just being more intentional with your money or just looking at how you're relating to your debt and setting the desire, right? Like every single day I wrote in my journal, I'm grateful to be debt-free. I'm grateful to be debt-free sooner than expected. And I just didn't give the debt as much power as I used to give it. And it was getting to a point where it just felt simply aligned. I was like, this is the time it's time. I'm going to do this. And it feels really freeing and meaningful and just such a beautiful full circle. And I'm just so happy to see how this is going to change things for me energetically, right? Because as much as we can not focus on the debt, not allow it to have meaning, like, you know, it's, it's a continual practice of that. And if there's a way to eliminate that for ourselves or things that we could be doing in our power that we're not because we're getting in our own way. That's something also to look at. So it's looking at when we get too attached to either of those extremes. So I'm so excited to be debt-free. I'm excited to see how this changes things and to show myself that I can really create this new relationship with abundance and money and trust and um, authenticity and intuition. And it's just a good feeling. And I'm so grateful to be able to share it with you all today. I would love to hear if, you know, this resonates or if this brings up anything for you and your relationship with your own grief, whether that's holding on to money like I was, or maybe it's holding on to a loved one's belongings or, um, a home or anything that reminds you of them, because the reality is that they are here with us regardless of if we keep their shirt or not, right? I remember donating clothes and I kept some of my mom's clothes and donated some. And I was like, oh my God, this feels so wild to be doing this. But 
it's those attachments that will keep us stuck. And when we're able to set ourselves free of that, we're able to deepen our relationship with faith and with our loved ones who have passed. So please let me know how this all lands for you. If you have any takeaways, any questions, and thank you so much for just being here and allowing me to share my story and my journey. And I hope that it inspires you to look at the ways in which you are avoiding pain or grief or, you know, living in scarcity and not fully believing in yourself, because this isn't just about money. This is about what that money represented and so much more. So I invite you to take some time to reflect on how this might apply to your own relationships in your life, your own relationship to, um, to debt, to money, to grief, to loved ones, to attachments, um, to all of it. So that is it for now. And I hope you guys are having the most beautiful day. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to screenshot and tag me on Instagram and um, leave a review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I hope you all have a beautiful day and I will see you for the next episode. Bye.